That's the bell. That means class is now in session. Welcome, everybody, to Satanic Study Hall. However you found us, thank you for being here. We appreciate you hanging out with us in class this week. If this is your first time joining us, Satanic Study Hall is a podcast that will feature a rotating bench of Satanists and like-minded degenerates. Uh, We'll be discussing things such as the history of Satanism from its inception to modern day news and entertainment through the eyes of modern Satanists, participating in activism, charitable events, and talking about them. That'll begin in the next week or two. And we're also going to make sure to have a kick-ass time doing everything I just mentioned. Uh, We spent our first few episodes introducing ourselves and our personal experiences with religion growing up, our individual journeys to Satanism, and just gave a brief overview of the Satanic Temple, what the Satanic Temple means to us, its seven tenets, and some frequently asked questions about the temple. This week, we progressed into learning a bit about Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan. And I know that I learned a great deal in my research. Um, So in the interest of time, we won't be going nearly as in-depth as these topics warrant. But we encourage our listeners to do so, and we'll always direct you to where we are getting our material from so you can dive in deeper. And as long as Johnny doesn't get kicked out of class this week, we will review Twin Temple's Satanic Duop, which I know personally I am excited to talk about. Uh, for lack of better words, it's sexy, dark, and lyrically arousing, and I encourage you all to stick around for that review. We will explore the history and initiatives and campaigns of the Satanic Temple and outline many differences between the Church of Satan and the Temple. Uh, we did talk some about the Temple last week, and we're going to dive a little deeper this week. And as always, if listeners have any questions at all, comments, feedback, you can always email us at satanicstudyhall at gmail.com. And if you haven't checked us out on social media, please do so. You can like any of our social media platforms simply by searching our name, Satanic Study Hall. We have a Patreon as well. Uh, we have three different tiers, a 333 tier and a 666 tier as well as our super satanic VIP tier of $20 a month. So right off the bat, a huge hail Satan to Rob. Thank you once again for being so generous and paying for our beer when we record. We salute you. We hope you're taking good care of Frankie this week. And Frankie, we hope you feel better. We look forward to getting you on for Music Appreciation Day next time. And for everybody else, it's easy to join our Patreon. We have bonus episodes and content on there already. And we will be sending out our first round of merchandise soon. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash satanic study hall and check us out on there. My name is Bill Rohr. I am a member of the Satanic Temple. And today in study hall, I am joined by... I am Johnny Voorhees. I am a member of the Satanic Temple as well. And I am a member of Satanic Delco. I am Joseph Rose. I'm also a member of the Satanic Temple. And I am the founder of Satanic Delco. Joseph. Yes. You've had a busy week. Yes. What's been going on? Tell me a story. Uh, I heard there was an article, a flood of people reaching out to you, asking you questions, 
throwing Bible verses at you, but at the same time, kind of patting you on your back. So could you tell me a little bit about that? A busy week on the Satanic Delco front. Early, so when was Satanic Delco formed? Let me think. It was probably February was the official start of Satanic Delco, February of uh, this year. And sometime, you know, shortly after that, once we started getting a handful of members, I remember it was right around when we were inching close to 100 members, I think. I was contacted by a guy that wrote for a local news outlet, and he was curious and asked if I would be up for an interview, and he wanted to write a little article about Satanic Delco. I said, sure. I was up for it. I was interested in getting you know, word out around Delaware County to, you know, find the hidden Satanists all around that might want to join. And so I agreed. And then our friend COVID-19 came along, came (laughs) along and just threw a wrench into everything that was going on at the time. And, and so this guy, uh, his name was Max. I had never met him. I, I still have never met him. He kind of fell off. I hadn't heard from him. And so I thought, okay, you know, maybe he'll reach out again at some point or maybe not, whatever. And so recently he did, in the last couple of weeks, asked if I would still be up for it. I said, sure. And so eventually we got on the phone, did a pretty short interview. He's not a Satanist, but he was aware of the Satanic Temple. So he did his research. Yeah, I think he was previously, you know, aware of it. He was at least sympathetic to our cause. Um, oh, I could you know, tell. He knew was... what was up. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. There was no level of, you know, there was no combative aspect of it or anything. He was he was hip to what was going on. Yeah. Normally, I would expect at least a little bit of pushback. But no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, just that casual ignorance that is most common. You know, like, what the hell is this? What are you doing? Why are you saying Satan? You know, all that stuff. But he knew what was up. And so we had a decent little quick interview. Within a couple of days, the article went up. Well, I don't even know when it went up. I searched for it just out of curiosity to see, has it been put up yet? And it had. And there were already a few comments under the article, and you know how those go. Oh, yeah. I saw the first three myself. Yeah. So those are what you would expect from you know outsiders that are mostly mostly unaware or ignorant to the Satanic Temple and you know modern Satanism generally. And so, all right, I didn't think much of that. I didn't engage or anything like that. And then uh, within a couple of days, myself and some others took the article and pasted it around into every local town, community, Facebook group all throughout our county where we live. Uh oh. And that is where the magic happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I know people can't see me right now, but my, my hand is up in the air, guilty as charged. Yeah. I, mean, I was part of that charge myself. I, I promise it wasn't for any type of blasphemous purposes, but <laughs> It was, you know, we are just, just raising awareness. That's that's it took the word right out of my mouth, and it's that's what it boils down to for me at least was just awareness, just a wave at people. Yeah, be like, hi, I'm here. Yep, I'm comfortable in my skin. Are you? You know, take the conversation and go from there. But uh, so, what news outlet was it? I'm not sure if you mentioned it. If you did, uh, I'm sorry. I think it's Patch.com. I was not even familiar with this website, or or maybe you know, I'd casually seen the things around. I never looked for it or anything. Uh, but they just they focus on like you know regional stuff they have sort of sections for different towns throughout the area and maybe other areas i don't really know it's a it's i I imagine it's not a very big prominent well-known type of thing but apparently a lot of people knew about it pretty quickly as soon as people see the word satan that sends the bells off yeah yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Good yeah. and bad. In, in fact, that's all that most of the people see. <laughs> they yeah, they see it. that. They hardly bother to read beyond that, and they go right for the comments. So so flooding these groups, or not even flooding, but just a quick cut and paste um, from, yeah. from an awareness standpoint, what, what kind of results did you get from I that? I would go into each town, you know, and I would just post, you know, hey, here's some local news concerning Satanic Delco. And I would tag our group and then paste a link to the article. You know, I had nothing to do with the presentation of the article. We did the interview and that was the end of my input. So you had no idea what direction that could have gone in. It could have gone in any direction. It, he, you know, wrote it the way he chose to write it. And he used an image of the the famous, the now famous Baphomet statue from the Satanic Temple as it was on that flatbed truck that we've all seen in the How Satan documentary when it was out there in Oklahoma, I believe, right? Was it Oklahoma? So they see that picture and the headline that says something like the Satanic Temple comes to Delco, you know, picture of Baphomet. So everybody just saw that and freaked out. Yeah. As they like to do. As expected. When they see the S word. And most of them, clearly, without reading even a line of that article, simply posted sentiments like, tear it down. Not in my town. Yeah. There was a lot of that. And, you know, when you when you ask, I, I would ask them, I would just reply to them, like, where is it? Let's tear it down. You know, where, where are you going to tear it down from? It's in multiple cities. You didn't hear that? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's all over the country. Yeah. Apparently, the country and our township has been just overrun with Satan statues everywhere. So we're in Delaware County. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's just play uh, devil's advocate um, and say that Baphomet was coming to town. Where do you think he would go in good old Delco? That rhymed. Whoa. Music teacher would be so proud. Awesome. Yeah, where, what, what is like a central place for us i don't know what about like uh i mean outside of media media is a given you planted at media it's a couple of pictures and goodbye i'd say longwood uh, gardens <laughs> yeah somewhere beautiful where a lot of tourists come to visit yeah uh, chester <laughs> what well, were they were the opposite <laughs> in front of the casino or the opposite yeah, put it right in front of harris uh the fucking yeah uh where else Right about the 476 on ramp where 476 meets 95. Put yeah. it right up there on a pedestal. <laughs> It'd get a lot of motherfuckers staring at it. We bro. need a bigger statue. Yeah, oh yeah. Like Baphomet, I think, is like eight and a half feet tall or something like that. We need one that if you're gonna put it out there off the highway, it's gotta be a good twenty-five feet tall. <laughs> no, I, I think they need to put it in front of the 69th Street terminal. Delco would grow to love. I, I do their like Baphomet. something like a Longwood Garden, something in a beautiful park. Or yeah, garden. something that would accent the, yeah, the just, all the work yeah, and let everybody awesomeness see it. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is quite a you know beautiful statue. I really love the look of that thing. They did a, a great job on it. So yeah, shout out to them the, how they wove that together. I think that was very creative. It, was. it, it, it created a lot of conversation, a lot of views. I myself had a little bit of fun with it. But I also had some really good conversation as well. Uh, there's some good people out there that supported us, like that were fighting other yeah. hard nosed users without me it's always having to the really way chime it goes. in. Yeah, whenever this happens, when our stuff gets posted around, this is the way it goes. The article goes up in the township, you know, Facebook groups or whatever. Easily, you know, seventy percent of the people immediately start clutching their pearls and freaking out and saying, "Take this down! This is crazy! This is evil! This is bad!" You'll have a few people 
that are a little more level-headed generally that are saying, hey, they're not even, you know, it's not evil, they're not doing this, leave them alone. Uh, but while all this is going down, all the people that are aligned with the viewpoints of the Satanic Temple and people that are familiar with it already, or curious at least, they start approaching the group and requesting membership, at which point that's when my work begins. Yep, as I said before, <laughs> how, how have you been? Been a little busy? <laughs> yeah, one by one almost, I need to go through and just check in with everybody and figure out who they are, what their motivation is, why are they knocking on the door at this point in time, and you know, separate weirdos that are just trying to infiltrate the group versus the people who are excited to have found their thing and just want to join. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think that any news is good news. Yeah. Whether it's horrible or it's good. I think that it's, it's fantastic. We said the word before and that sets awareness. Check, Check it out. I mean, that's how I initially got down with the satanic temple. Just, I gave it a shot. I've read and I thought. And really, this this article was, its primary sort of end result is just awareness. Because the article itself is very simple. It's basic. There's not, the author wasn't overly opinionated. He wasn't necessarily pro-Satanic Temple or anything. It was just laying out the basics. The article included the seven tenets and basic ideas like, guys, they don't worship Satan don't be scared. And then just, you know, a, a few bits from our interview, but it was very balanced reporting, I would say. I know you mentioned backlash. The one thing that I want to take from it is the people that obviously they were negative comments about it. Yeah. Now, were those negative comments specifically about the Satanic Temple or were you part of that as well? It's, it's all of it because... Most of the people, again, I'd love to know how much, if any, of the article most of these people even read, because they didn't seem to have a clue of what the fuck was actually going no, they went, on. They went to YouTube and they typed in Satanic Temple and then looked for videos. Uh, I don't, that, I don't that, think, yeah, I don't think they went anywhere no, and looked uh, up oh, anything. I, I got into, I had, <laughs> you know? I had people sending me YouTube links. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, hardcore, yeah. you know. But I mean, like, there were so many that were just quick to, they just get right in there. You know, there was obviously, like I said, the take it down stuff. And then there was just, nope, not in my town. Yep. This isn't happening here. We can't allow this. What is it? What is the world coming to? Our neighborhood is going downhill. There was all of that stuff and they there was no separation between like who i am versus what is the satanic temple versus you know just what's even actually happening they they didn't seem to care and one of my favorites was you can tear down a statue of christopher columbus and you're gonna allow this shit right. to go up right uh i peeled over i think i don't know <laughs> that, that blood wasn't eaten that made me that made me giggle yeah but no, I'm glad it gave it gave the group exposure, whether positive or negative. Something tells me that it might be leaning toward the positive side and more beneficial because at the end of the day, even though there might be some people that have snuck in, I'm all about finding more people that are ready to dive in headfirst and yeah, learn. Yeah, we've, we've got a whole bunch of new kind of enthusiastic, fresh members uh, in the group thanks to the exposure from this article. So we talked about the group a lot already as far as how it came about. If you haven't listened to our other episodes, please dive in and you'll learn a lot about it. If anybody local to where we're coming from, that's obviously we talked about it, Delaware County, is interested in they're saying, hey, what the hell is this group they're talking about? How would they go about finding you? We can go to satanicdelco.com. Uh, we did have a full, beautiful website up. It was hacked and deleted. There's now a more minimal sort of in-progress version of it that is up. 
Uh, and you can find our way, find your way to the Facebook page, uh, which is where we primarily congregate and communicate with each other. And if I'm going to click join as a new member, I'm going to see a couple of questions. What are some red flags you look for in some of those as far as people saying, uh, let me in, but fuck you at the same time? Because I've, I've seen some of them myself and there's some, I've been a couple of brazen ones that just, you know. Yeah. The, the questions are super basic. I think, I think I just ask, what town do you live in? Just so I, obviously people should be from Delaware County or pretty damn close by, but that doesn't stop people from other states and countries from applying for membership. Uh, It asks what town you're from. Are you familiar with or in agreement with the seven tenets of the satanic temple? I, I think that's one of them. A third question that was added more recently was, Uh, Just some version of like, do you believe in the supernatural? And I think I lay out a few uh, examples of the supernatural. And yeah, we've gotten all kinds of answers to all these questions. But something else that's going on in that group is the book club. We're doing Speak of the Devil, which is available on satanictemple.com. We're going to be going over about half the book here pretty soon. Um, and obviously where it's not always going to be satanic temple books. Sure. I'd like to just as far as, you know, education, letting people know other perspectives as far as the world of Satanism is concerned. So Johnny, we're going to come back to you. Uh, we did talk about before when we first introduced you that your band is kicking ass in our intro and outro, but can you tell us more about the band, how long it's been around its name, just, uh, dive in and let us know, uh, about something that I think you should be pretty fucking proud of because you rock dude. The name of the band is Siberia. It's S-Y-B-E-R-I-A. We were formed in 2009. Uh, We have three albums out. We are now currently working on our fourth album. We're about to go back into the studio and record it. Uh, We still have a couple more songs to write, but everything's going well. Anybody who actually likes that noise that they hear in the beginning, that song is called Contradiction, and that's off our third album, which is titled More Songs No One Wanted. (laughs) <laughs> more Perfect. songs no one wanted that's yep. fantastic yeah, i think so too i came up with that title myself <laughs> you like, play drums in the band right yes sir yeah, yeah. oh yeah i, I should have mentioned that yeah whoops yes i play drums in siberia Sweet. uh the guitar player's name is mike he also sings and growls some of the songs are not as heavy as contradiction is uh there's some that are mellowed out there's a few that are more towards you know like typo negative like doom mm. metal Sweet. So it's not, it's all over the place. It's not just the whole time. So <laughs> now if there was one track or one album where just something that you've done with that, with the band that really sticks out, that means the most to you. Is there, is there a song that really sticks out that what's the hit? Yeah. Not even necessarily the hit, but something that the song that means the most to you, the one you put the most into maybe the song that means the most to me is nothing's wrong. That's also off more songs. No one wanted. I didn't write that song. Mike wrote that song, the guitar player singer, but it's a great song. The lyrics that he wrote are really deep, and he really, like, I think he went to a place that he's not comfortable going in when he wrote it. That's always and, good. Yeah, sometimes you, That produces the best stuff sometimes. Yeah, and if you listen to it, it's 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 a pretty good song. It's not one of those, it's not a heavy thrash metal song. It's pretty mellow. Well, good shit. And I know, uh, so how does, if somebody wanted to check you out, how can they find you? Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash SiberiaMetal666. <laughs> perfect uh we're also on reverb nation all our albums are available on um spotify or apple music you can listen to it for free on spotify if you want 
all that modern shit. Yeah. Yes, but all support support the band. If you check if you check Siberia out and you are down with them, please reach out, support them. We've also got uh, another musician in Joseph. I am currently part of just one band, just one. Okay. Uh, but hardly. I mean, with this whole uh, pandemic, it has put a halt to my band activity. So you're a one man band. How does that work? I mean, I'm normally a part of a two piece band. It's just me and my drummer, Julie. Like I said, we've been pretty inactive over the last few months, so we'll see how it goes at some point in the future. And uh, one thing we're going to explore um, a little deeper into Joseph's musical endeavors is his rap career. Oh. But we're saving that one for the patrons. Patreon, <laughs> yes. watch out because when we when we when we hit play, um, you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take you and somewhere especially if you listen to his podcast it's i gonna... can't wait for this but yeah as far as cheap plugs go we'll get one more in for your podcast uh joseph you also do the grunge podcast right i do i host a music podcast with a friend we are at thegrungepodcast.com perfect i support them yes he does I do. man why are you gonna make me feel inferior gonna... <laughs> what are the levels there, there's a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier okay. on our patreon all right can we go patreon for patreon here like doing like yours a... is a little expensive like... <laughs> do we we didn't open up 333 tier did we is it just i think we did yeah we did yeah we did three dollars and... yeah absolutely yeah. speaking of like the grunge and like the big four anybody in that scene if you were to guess or assume if the temple were around when they were coming up in in their prospective uh, musical careers, who out of the big four do you think would be most down with the temple? I mean, just going like musically, like the music and the aesthetics of a band, it's Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains? Like dirt era Alice in Chains. That shit is scary. Lane might have been a demon. <laughs> like he might have actually been a fucking demon. That would have been my choice too. Yeah. I would have said Lane Stanley. Now, what about on the opposite end? Would anybody make sense as far as comparing them to the Church of Satan instead? I don't know. I don't always hold the greatest feelings generally about the Church of Satan these days. So applying that towards some of your favorite musicians yeah, might not be fair. Christ from Nirvana, he'd be in the Church of Satan. <laughs> I was going to say Dave Grohl. but Dave yeah. Grohl? Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. What about Kim Thile? You don't think he I would, like him. You don't think he would be? I like him a lot, so I think he would know better. Did I pronounce his name right? Is that Kim? Name? Kim Thile? Thile. Okay. I just want to make sure I said his name right. I mean, look, I'm no authority. God knows I might be butchering the whole thing, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible at pronunciations, and you're going to find that out, everybody, once you hear me read about <laughs> Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan <laughs> and some of these uh, rather large words that make me feel, again, little on the um maybe i should pay more attention in class maybe. i think that's the moral of the story yeah i think we all need to do that all right shit someone's calling my phone hang on a second let me check it if i can uh, get it bill, bill in case you didn't notice me in the middle of a podcast here yeah i, I gotta check oh shit it's dennis yo hang on a second i gotta get this i gotta get <laughs> really? this you're supposed to be here in a couple of weeks hello dennis Yo, you fucking heathens, what's oh. up? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? It's good to hear your voice, I'm Dennis. hanging in there. I mean, this place is a goddamn hellhole. All right, so um, I don't think we've told your story yet. So while I, how long do we have yet? Do you have, do you have a few seconds to talk? Yeah, I got, I got a couple minutes. All right, perfect. So why don't you tell us how the hell or why the hell you're not in class with us? Okay, so you know the, uh, the bathroom down at the end of the hall by the, um, it's like right past the principal's office? Yeah, I was in there and I got caught by the teacher drinking a fucking bottle and i'm glad she didn't find my stash behind the uh my stash of bud behind the fucking brick that's up above the toilet but is it still there 
Yeah. I was having a little bit of whiskey because I didn't feel like sitting in study hall and um, yeah, got caught. So they, they suspended me and they told me that I have to go to a treatment center. So I've been in here for um, – so you do the fucking math. I don't even know. 20 other days I've been here. But. All right. How the hell did you get a phone? Uh, they – they uh, they left the door open to the um, one of the counselor's office, so I, I kind of snuck in and just jumped on and gave you a call. Fucking perfect. It's good man. to hear your voice, man. Absolutely. Good um, to hear you too, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there. I wish you'd come back, so I don't have to do so much talking. Yeah, um, things aren't the best. Um, there has been a lot of shit going on. Um, I'm not going to get into it right now, but uh, when I get out of here, I will give you the full scoop. You guys are going to shit yourselves when you hear about the shit that I've been put through. Um, other than that, I mean, the food's half decent. Uh, it's kind of like prison. The food's half decent. Um, we get 45 minutes outside a day. And uh, other than that, I've been sitting in my room reading, trying to keep away from everybody. Yeah, so we're excited, man. So we figure we just got a couple more weeks till we get you uh, get you in class with us and start getting, getting some of that Dennis Cruson perspective on the fucking world. Oh. Can't wait to give it to you. Can't wait to drop some knowledge. Now, you guys, like you said, you're talking uh, Church of Satan versus uh, the Satanic Temple, right? Yeah, we. Um, you call us at the perfect time because Joseph went to use the bathroom. He never fucking come back. Yeah, I don't even know if he got a hall pass or not. He, he might have found the weed you had in that fucking brick. I don't know. Yep. You better fucking not, dude. You sound you sound really good. You sound um, sound a lot better than the last time I talked to you. So um, exci- you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very much more clear headed. Um, I do want to give a little shout out to everybody who's been listening to us. Thank you so much. Um, the Patreons, the, the, the subscribers on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. That's awesome. Um, I can't wait to be able to get more involved with everybody out there. Um, and, and speaking of which, I want to give a shout-out personally to Black Mass Appeal for the advice you gave me. I was the one who was uh, messaging you guys back and forth. So thank you so much. Um, can't wait to get out listen to you guys some more. Um, you're definitely a big inspiration for me. Um, not for the podcast in general. Um, I, we're all subscribed. It's they've, they've definitely. And while you said that, like last podcast on the left, they've inspired um, me to let my guard down a little bit more and be a little bit more vulnerable and myself and inject a little bit more humor into what can be kind of pretty harsh, dark topics at times. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Big shout out to last podcast on the left. I mean, Henry Zabrowski is my fucking spirit animal. I can't wait to see you guys. I can't wait to get the hell out of here. It's good to hear your All voice, right. man. I'm good to hear. You. It's good to hear you're doing good. Absolutely, man. Hey, Thank uh, you, man. Thank big you. fucking yeah, hail Satan. So hail Satan to you, it sir. Was definitely something I needed to do. Uh, yes, it is. But, um, good for you. Yeah, you guys have a great day and hail Satan. Hail, hail Satan, Satan, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Peace. See ya. We are now going to dive into the world of the Church of Satan. We're going to start off with talking about the man Anton Zandor Levey. Born in 1930, passed away in 1997. He was obviously the founder of the Church of Satan. It was the first organized church in modern times, taking a religious philosophy championing Satan as the symbol of personal freedom and individualism. Unlike the founders of other religions who claimed exalted inspiration delivered through some supernatural entity, LeVay readily acknowledged that he used his own faculties to synthesize Satanism. And that was based on his understanding of the human animal and insights gained from earlier philosophers who advocated materialism. Now, concerning his role as a founder, he said that if he didn't do it himself, someone else, perhaps less qualified, would have. Yes. You know, when somebody mentions the word Satan, I think that he is the first person that everybody goes to. 
It's like game. everybody knows who Anton LaVey is. Either him or Alistair yeah. Crowley. Yeah, it's it's even if you're not a Satanist, even if you're a Christian, everybody knows who Anton LaVey is. Yeah, and especially nowadays, the Church of Satan and even Anton after his death, he has the benefit of just kind of having been first. You know, he's been around, you know, in this game since the 60s, and so he's got decades of recognizability yes accumulated in the general public uh he went through his own evolution i mean as we all have in in our own version of modern satanists as members of the temple right so just a little bit of background about him he was born in 1930 in chicago his parents then relocated and by the way i'm getting this information straight off the church of satan's website if you want to read along or reference any of the things that we're talking about, because I'm going to skip around as or we talk. Or if we miss anything, let us know. Yeah, Don't and be if there's anything important you think we should have covered, satanicstudyhall at gmail.com. But nonetheless, please uh, feel free to dive a little bit in a little bit further. All this material, again, is available on the Church of Satan's website. He's born in Chicago, relocated to California, and his family was on that American dream hunt. It says he was a sensitive child who would eventually mature into a role that would dub the Black Pope. From his Eastern European grandmother, young LeVay learned of the superstitions that are still extant in that part of the world. These tales whetted his appetite for the outre, appetite for the outre, leading him to become absorbed in classic dark literature such as Dracula and Frankenstein. He also became a reader of the pulp magazines, which first published tales now deemed classics of the horror and science fiction genres. He later befriended seminal weird tale authors such as Clark Ashton Smith, Robert Barbour Johnson, and George Haas. His fancy was captured by fictional characters found in the works of Jack London and comic strip characters like Ming and the Merciless, more interesting to him than the available occult literature, which he dismissed as being little more than sanctimonious white magic, were books of applied obscured knowledge such as Dr. William Wesley Cook's Practical Lessons in Hypnotism, Jane's Fighting Ships, and Manuals for Handwriting Analysts. So then it goes on to say, talk about his musical abilities. Cheap plug for our next podcast. Uh, yes. we're, we're going over a bunch of school-related and satanic-related music that's been around as far back as you can remember. Anything school or satanic-related, we're going to try to touch on. So LeVay was quite the musician. He started out mainly attracted to keyboards. I guess he went on to do a bunch of other stuff here as far as music. I mean, I think that's fantastic. I mean, it, it uh, mentions it here that his music abilities were noticed early. And he was given free reign by his parents to try his hand at various instruments. And I think that that's really important. You know, that he had, he had his, um, his parents had his back, basically. And they let him, they let him try whatever... Now, he wanted to. I'm unaware of this, but does Anton have music like out there? Like, have any of you guys heard any music oh, yeah. from him? There's, oh, yeah. There's, there's, uh, he's got like. There's videos of him playing the organ. Yeah. Like YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. I may have seen that. I mean, didn't he yeah. even compose the satanic. Um, the black satanic mass? This, uh, he, there's, yeah, he's got all types of records and recordings even before he founded the church. I believe he's got albums out. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, he was mainly attracted to, uh, the keyboards because of their scope and versatility found time to practice and could easily reproduce songs heard by ear without recourse to take fake books or sheet music. And I think that that's pretty amazing. Uh, would prove to be one of his main sources of income for many years, particularly 
playing during his carnival days. I guess that that's what uh, they're saying the source of income was. He would play the organ during, I guess he was a carny. Oh, yeah, and he played it in church, too, that, I that think. That just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it does. Uh, these ventures gave him the chance to study how various melodic lines and chord progressions swayed the emotions of his audiences. From the spectators at the carnival and spook shows to the individuals seeking solace for the disappointments in their lives and distilled spirits in the smoke-filled taverns for which LaVey's playing provided a soundtrack. Yeah, he was for hire. He worked for, I mean, he's, I think he did church work too. I mean, even before he, he formed the Church of Satan. Oh, and imagine this. Look at this. It says, he despised gym class and team sports and often yes. cut classes to follow his own interests. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think his odd interest marked him as an outsider, of course. Yep. I mean, he was an avid reader. He paid attention and watched films from, it says, German Expressionist Cinema. I mean, even even after... Uh, it says here, even after he was he stopped playing for the carnival, yeah, he would earn money playing in the Los Angeles area in burlesque houses. And I think that that's uh, says that uh, during that time period, he had a brief affair with then unknown Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Fucking Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and I think if, unknown yeah, Marilyn Monroe. And that, I mean, that was before. Yeah. Didn't she actually join the church when it was established? Is there any documentation of this? Is there any photos in existence of Anton and Marilyn Monroe? I'm sure there are. I would love to see that if there's such a thing. I mean, he was he was very resourceful and convincing. Yeah. I mean, he just going back to this. I mean, he he basically he knew he was beyond school. Uh, he dropped out of school, high school to hang out with the hoodlum types and gravitated toward working in the service and or the circus and the carnivals. I mean, he did shit like. He was a cage boy for animals, and then he, you know, he fell back on his music interests. You know, he did, he, he'd play with tigers and then go and fix fucking carnival rides, and right. he was a jack-of-all-trades and everything. He also, at the same time, he utilized all the stuff that he's learned through all these crazy people he met in his endeavors, where he became well-versed in all the rackets to separate people from their money, uh, along with the psychology that led people to such pursuits. And I think that acquired skill right there is one of the, the aha moments or the light bulb moments for, for him yeah. in regards to what he learned to bring people to his side of or to his view and to his way of um, defining s Satanism. Because that's right. kind of what he did. I mean, he, he, he wrapped around and put a story and, and formality to, to, to Satanism. And it was, I mean, as you can see, as we learn, it was, it's pretty intense stuff. Yeah. I mean, going back to that, he played mute music on Saturday nights. Uh, he did the burlesque stuff. He also became a psychic investigator. He was investigating nut calls, um, which refer <laughs> <laughs> nut, that, that's literally what it says. So they were called nut calls. And these were calls that were referred to him by the police department. It says these experiences proved to him that many people were inclined to seek a supernatural explanation for a phenomena that had more something different behind it. Mm -hmm. His rational explanations often disappointed the complainants. So LeVay invented more exotic causes to make them <laughs> feel better. So and they didn't want to listen to reason. They, I mean, he's yeah, sitting there and be like, yeah, I'm fucking chill. Like it's this way because of this. And yep. if you do this, then this won't happen anymore. But they wanted to hear that there was a fucking ghost yeah. or that it was their aunt Sherry haunting their right. ass. Yeah. Um, and so I guess he learned that that's, that's a game that he had to play. Yep. It says in 1956, he purchased a Victorian house on California Street in San Francisco's Richmond District. 
It was reputed to have been a speakeasy. Oh. Oh, boy. It says he painted it black. It would later become home to the Church of Satan. And after his death, uh, the house remained unoccupied until it was demolished by the real estate company, which owned the property on October 17th, 2001. That was a cool-looking fucking house. It was. It was uh, the only black house on the block. Yep, it stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, if you have a black house, the odds are yep. it's the only black house on the block. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame with all the money that with all the money they bring in, they, could, they couldn't have found some way to preserve it. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a piece of history right there. But, sorry, um, Temple's house looks a little better. <laughs> Shout out to Salem. Can't wait to get yes. there. I mean, they got that sweet fucking baphomet. Yep. <laughs> So right around uh, after the time that he purchased his house, he met and became entranced by Diane Hegarty in 1959. So that means he divorced Carol in 1960. So he's moved on. Uh, Hegarty and LeVay never married, but she bore him his second daughter, whose name is Zena Galatea in 1964. And so she was, that was was his companion for a lot of years. Yeah. Many years. And then again, what happened with them? Uh, they separated (laughs) (laughs) a sense of pattern here. Yeah. Just a little bit of one. And she sued him for palimony. And this was settled out of court. A LaVey's final companion was Blanche Barton who bore, who bore him his only son, Satan Zaries Karnacki LaVey on November 1st, 1993. So he named his son Satan. So it was Satan Xerxes Karnacki LeVay. Yep. Okay. Karnacki. How did I miss that? Okay. That name caught me off guard. I forgot that he named his, uh, his son with Blanche Satan. And it says, according to LeVay's wishes, she succeeded him as the head of the church after his death on October 29th, 1997. In 2001, she passed on this position to Peter H. Gilmore a longtime member of the Council of Nine. With that, in the process of all the stuff that he was doing, all the women LeVay was impregnating, all the children he was having, and all the, all the, the sin, I, I can't say that word, I don't believe in that word, all the fun he fun, was having. Yeah. There you go. Um, he basically still continued in his philosophical journey. He created a magic circle filled with various people. So when a member of this magic circle suggested that he had the basis for a new religion based on everything that he had been talking within the circle with all of its members. Again, another aha moment for LeVay, the light bulb went off. He agreed with this guy. He was like, you know what? You're right. You're onto something. Mm-hmm. And then the church of Satan from that moment on, um, slowly progressed into what it's become. He basically founded the church of Satan right after that as the best means in communicating his ideas. And it was his version that, you know, he felt was a Satanist should be and his yep. definition and, um, all the work and all the work he put in as far as all the I mean, the satanic Bible and all the books associated with it. So basically one year later, uh, on the night of May Eve, the traditional witches Sabbath, LeVay declared the founding of the church of Satan, as well as the renumbering 1966 as the year one, Anno Satanus, the first year of the age of Satan. That's fantastic. It's pretty fucking badass. That is badass. The attention of the press obviously followed after that. It's particularly with the wedding of radical journalist John Raymond to New York socialite Judith Case, which happened on February 1st, 1967. A photographer named Joe Rosenfall was sent by the San Francisco Chronicle to capture an image 
which was then printed in the Chronicle, as well as the Los Angeles Times and other major newspapers. LeVay began the mass dissemination of his philosophy via the release of a record album, The Satanic Mass. There we go. And you had it. You were right, John. Yeah. It was the Satanic Mass, which came out in 1968. Uh, the album featured a, covered, featured a cover graphic named by LeVay as the Sigil of Baphomet, which has since become the ubiquitous symbol of, a Satanism, of Satanism the world over. Featured on the album was part of the Rite of Baptism, written for three-year-old Xena, which was performed on May 23, 1967. In addition to the actual recording of a satanic ritual, side two of the LP had LeVay reading excerpts from his as-yet-published, unpublished, The Satanic Bible, over music by Beethoven, Wagner, and Sousa. His Friday lectures continued, and he instituted a series of witches' workshops, which purpose was to instruct women in the art of attaining their will through glamour, feminine wiles, and the skillful discovery and exploitation of men's fetishes. Mm. Okay. Yes. Crazy interesting stuff, though, here as far as how it came to be. We're at the end of 1969 now. Um, LeVay had taken monographs he had written to explain the philosophy and ritual practices of the Church of Satan, and he had, he had melded them with all of his philosophical influences from Ayn Rand, uh, Nietzsche, Mencken, and London, along with the base of wisdom of the carnival folk and his upbringing. He prefaced these essays and writes with rework excerpts from Ragnar Redbeard's Might is Right and concluded it with Satanized versions of John Dee's Enochian Keys to create the Satanic Bible. Now I'm going to put the brakes on it right there because I read something crazy interesting. It's not a recent article, but his daughter, Zena, came out and was like, he plagiarized the fuck out of these two. Oh, yeah. He didn't do anything but just take out the supernatural pieces of things. I mean, this is still clearly coming. I mean, she, she's got to still A lot be of stuff kind of comes out after the fact about Anton. I, I, I don't know how true or well-documented everything is, but I believe it was uh, that the woman who was his final partner, I think she's spoken up in more recent times and claimed that at the end of his life, he you know, admitted to believing in either an actual Satan or God or both. I'm not exactly sure, but I know I've read something to that effect. Um, didn't really see, you know, there's no evidence necessarily one way or the other, but I believe she's speculated to that. Yeah. The Ragnar Redbeard's might is right. And John D's and knocking keys. Again, if anybody wants to look into that, any of our listeners want to dive in, Definitely some validity to that as far as the news, news article. So when the Church of Satan first came around, Anton knew the date. He had the date all picked out when the first Church of Satan must be established. He said it would have to be during the traditional night of the most important demonic celebration of the year, when witches and devils roam the earth. Walpurgis knocked. Well, it's either Walpurgis knocked or Walpurgis knocked, the night of April 30th to May 1st. Now for this night, LeVay shaved his head as part of a formalized founding ritual, in their tradition of medieval executioners, carnival strongmen, and black magicians before him. And this was to gain personal power and enhance the forces surrounding his newly established satanic order. It was the enactment of an illusion at the end of Samuel Taylor Coleridge's Kubla Khan, an incantation rejecting the Holy Trinity and the spiritual life in favor of one devoted to hell and material pursuits. Now he says, shaving the head is also traditional to the Yazidi devil worshippers as a rite of passage um, that the emerging adept must perform. It goes on to talk about the waters of Zamzam, the subterranean well of Islam, as the port, point of origin for underground streams flowing under the seven towers of Satan, 
Um, within a year and a half of the church's creation, he found himself as the center of three separate media sensations that just were all over the headlines around the world. The first of these was the marriage of two of LeVay's prominent members, John Raymond and Judith Case. We talked about them. Now, when word got out about their ceremony, the media fiasco just blew up. Uh, the LA Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, I mean, you name it, they, they were on it. They were covering this story. Now, in the midst of all this, LeVay was dubbed the Black Pope. While many of the early articles were published in men's magazines because of nude altars, mainstream magazines jumped into the fray as well. Uh, eventually, eventually, all major magazines were going in-depth and doing cover stories on the rising tide of Satanism, specifically LeVay. He got a lot of press, like sure. whoever was in charge of his marketing department. Yeah. I mean, I guess the press was in charge of his marketing department, <laughs> right? They did all yeah, the work for him. They did all the work for him. That's what I was just going to say. Church of Satan had various rituals, different things where nude females were used as altars, accompanying music, which was corruptions of church hymns, the inverted cross, the Lord's Prayer being recited backwards, uh, mock holy wafers were consecrated by insertion in a naked woman's vagina. Whiskey wow. was used instead of wine for Christ's blood. Holy water was substituted with seminal fluid and milk. And the names of the infernal deities were invoked instead of the Christian God. This was too much, it says, for some lapsed Christians to stand. Some would attend out of curiosity, only to find that it was simply not for them, while your hardcore LeVay Satanist would be right there cheering it on, saying, give me some more of that seminal fluid. No laughs? Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just... I'm just struggling <laughs> to wrap my mind around Anton and his antics. So in the beginning, obviously, a lot of it was focused on mocking Christianity, um, yeah. and he got kind of sick of that. LeVay even recognized it himself. He was getting bored. So he worked up rituals that would be even more blasphemous, but also positive and exciting. He used his background in psychiatry that we had talked about before, um, and also saw potential for group rituals, which used uh, psychodrama and psychic direction. Instead of just throwing off the bioelectrical energy and releasing it to the dissipated in the surrounding ethers, he said that energy could be structured, shaped, and directed to accomplish a specific goal. He doesn't want to do parlor tricks, but real applied magic. And then we go on to baptisms. And another thing that really got his uh, self some crazy media attention is the baptism of his daughter, Zena. Now, not only was she baptized in his own little way it was just like we had mentioned before the complete opposite of what you would expect in a christian baptism different things that we saw or that were seen at this baptism was a colorful baphomet with an ice cream cone lollipop and other things that a little girl would like include included in the circle uh, her mother dressed her in a bright red hooded robe and sat her on the edge of the altar while photographers from new york to rome snapped away now we're talking about the satanic bible so he, he didn't, they say he stole all of this. He referenced it heavily is what even their website says. Yeah. Um, but the satanic Bible is created now and it's never gone out of print and remains the main source for contemporary satanic movement. I mean, what, oh God, does anybody know how many books is, I mean, is in the Bible when it comes to testaments, just guesstimation, like 30, 40. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm completely clueless. But as far as the Satanic Bible goes, it's composed of four books. That's the Book of Satan, the Book of Lucifer, the Book of Belial, and the Book of Leviathan. The Book of Satan, primary goal is to challenge the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. The Book of Lucifer holds most of the philosophical stuff with 12 chapters discussing topics such as indulgence, love, hate, and sex. 
Uh, LeVay also uses the book to dispel rumors surrounding religion. In the book of Belial, LeVay details rituals and magic. He discussed the required mindset and focuses for performing rituals and provides instructions for three rituals, those for sex, compassion, or destruction. Then you have the book of Leviathan, which provides four invocations for Satan, lust, compassion, and destruction. It's not four. Sorry, I'm reading it. I guess I'm missing one. Yeah, I'm missing one right there. But nonetheless, you've read the Bible, Johnny. Tell me. The Satanic Bible again. What are your thoughts? I mean, I know you've touched on it before, but were there any super like hooks that really pulled you in closer and what kind of gave you a swift kick in the ass? Well, when, like- I, when I read it, like I said before, it, it kind of scared me a little bit because I, I, was, I wasn't exactly, I don't want to say that I, I, I was atheist at the time. I mean, I guess I still had beliefs, you know, about, about Christianity and, and, and God. Uh, and it scared me because when I read the Satanic Bible, uh, a lot of the things that I read, I agreed with. One of the one of the things that stood out to me the most, and I don't remember it word for word, but it was you know all these all these feelings that you're having, you know about about whatever it may be about about a, a woman or about you know about a, a, a just you know indulging them. You know, it's not wrong to have these feelings. To me, it was at the time. You know, to me, that was wrong. You know, that it was wrong to have feelings about, you know, a woman. Mm. If you're not, you know, if you're not in a relationship with her. Right. And I mean, to me, that, that you know, I was like, wow, this is, this is telling me that that's actually my, it's actually animal instinct. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, you know. Oh, jeez. Uh, here we go. Hang on a second. Uh, good morning, students and faculty. This is your principal with an important announcement. Satanic Study Hall is not affiliated with any other satanic organization. The views and opinions expressed on Satanic Study Hall are ours and ours alone. Thank you, and as always, Hail, Hail Satan, Satan, indeed. All right, so before you were so rudely interrupted. Yes, that was rather rude. Uh, but yeah, um, and the one thing that, you know, I think is, I think it's really funny is when you're talking about the nine satanic sins and the very first one that you're talking about is stupidity. I think that that's hilarious that that's actually number one. <laughs> the nine satanic sins is stupidity. I mean... I can't say that. And it's too bad that stupidity isn't painful. (laughs) I think that's actually a quote from Anton LaVey. I think he said that in in one of his interviews, or I think he actually said that in one of his in one of his interviews. Yeah, I think stupidity becomes painful later in life. Yeah, Yeah. Anton was all you know. I mean, I think it's it's clear even probably from this point. Anton was a narcissist. There's no question. Definitely, and he was really deep into this idea that his way was the way, <laughs> you know, yeah. and anybody that kind of wasn't on that same page as him was stupid and wrong and, you know, should be punished. There, there, he had a lot of, he had a lot of questionable <laughs> views behind all this stuff. I mean, the, the other thing was, the other thing that really, that really got me was, you know, he's talking about, you know, Satan represents, Vengeance. 
Yes. If somebody if somebody wrongs you, destroy them. Right. Don't don't try to turn the other cheek. Don't try to, you know, talk it out. Don't try to, you know, work, work out your differences. No, you fucking destroy them. And to me, that that really, yeah, you know, that got me. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I have talked to, and, and not to jump on the defense train, but I have talked to people that are, you know, Levan Satanists still, like, you know, just as recently as a week ago, that still choose to put their own personal modern spin, you know, how they interpret that. Like, I think one of the key words, very similar to, you know, tenant one in the temple is within reason or in accordance with reason. Right. Yeah. And I think that to me, that was, I never got that message researching the church of Satan right. when, when, it come, yeah. when it when it comes to that. It stuff. wasn't there. And, yeah. and there was no real reason. It was just follow. Uh, there is no reason. It seems like there is no reason when it comes to the, to the uh, satanic Bible. I mean, they're saying that if somebody wrongs you, you fuck them up. Yeah, I mean, especially if someone enters your home. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I found what what is really common now. You know, like we know the Church of Satan uh, or the Satanic Bible. There are parts where Anton references magic. You know, he says in these circumstances, you know, use your magic, cultivate your magic, all that kind of stuff. And he kind of loses me at magic. You know, that's getting into a woo area that, you know, if we're just straight up, we're people that don't believe in the supernatural. Now we're getting into a questionable territory. And that's the shit right there. And that's what got my mind going before is that almost makes me think that, you know, he actually believed in Satan and his, how deeply he was into the occult and his, you know, all of his satanic blessings and like the hardcore rituals that I honestly, you know, just from doing all my research, I could be totally like, I could totally get that. Maybe he really did worship a, a being right maybe right. he well, was you, not atheistic satanist like or you know an atheistic maybe he really did believe in satan because i mean he was in even with all the interviews that he did like he it just it seemed to me like maybe it's quite possible that behind well, yeah, the you scenes, would see him kind of on the show like putting curses on people in the crowd you know like a lot of weird shit was it tongue-in-cheek <laughs> was he fucking around maybe but i don't know you know, if I learned for sure that he wasn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And when it came to the black magic magic stuff, I absolutely, I absolutely believe because I mean, right off the bat, unless I mean, I'm a see it believe it guy, but I mean, maybe yeah. I can go into a, a Church of Satan gathering and maybe somebody can actually show me that black magic exists, and then yeah, right. I'll be on a whole other playing field. And it'll be a well, whole other conversation. But nowadays, it's really common for followers of the Church of Satan. They kind of explain that like his terminology using magic. And perhaps Anton explained it a bit in his writings. I think he may have touched on it, maybe. But people explain it as, well, he didn't literally mean magic. He's referring to, you know, skills of manipulating a situation, using your personality, developing tactics to bend a situation to go your way and manipulate people and that kind of thing. But sometimes that really strikes me as people retconning a more palatable modern explanation onto some past bullshit, which right. is the exact thing that Christians do when you point out ridiculous passages through the Bible. Right. You know, talk to Christians about Genesis, and depending on who you talk to, you'll get any number of different explanations of, well, it obviously wasn't literal, it didn't happen in seven days, and then you get people that think the earth is 6,000 years old. I mean, it's all over the map. 
people have varying levels of literal trans translations or ways to explain it away so that they don't sound as ridiculous as they truly are any number of things and anton kind of steered into that territory for me that's what um that's what basically turned you know got my gears turning was that yeah was really was realizing how much contradiction is actually in the bible yeah that's pretty much what wow maybe this guy's on to something yeah, and uh, I mean, at one point, I remember the Church of Satan actually tried to reel in and, and try the chapter thing and mm-hmm. to have a social hierarchy of um, within chapters and then within the, I guess it was the Council of Nine. And we may have skipped over that in certain parts of this that we've mentioned, but please, again, we're going off of uh, the material that's available on the Church of Satan's website. So, um, and again, that's pretty much everything we're talking about here. Yeah, this so, is a Cliff's Notes. You know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> yep. any, anything that might pique your interest, please, please feel free to die in, edu- dive in, educate yourself. Uh, we're trying to fit in a lot here. But as far as like different sects and the chapter things, they, uh, they call it the grotto system. In the beginning, it was pretty relatively structured. I mean, I guess, I mean, but yeah, they even call it the social laboratory uh, on the website. But they said that. It was a means by which individuals in geographic proximity from an association for ritualization, uh, pursuit of various objects, whatever. But right now they say because of the internet, fuck the grottos. Do it, your, do it yourself. Make your own version of it. Do your own thing. We're not doing grottos anymore. We're not doing chapters anymore. There is ways, I guess, probably through financial contributions that you sure. can climb your way up their ranking system. I know they have, you know, priest status and whatnot. Yeah, what is, their membership is like 250 bucks, right? $250. Yes. You, you know, you know what you get with it? Nothing. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, you get to say you're a member. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And, um, and again, we have a little chart we're going to go over and post on our social media, mm-hmm. uh, when we post this. So they said that they were never intended to have a more than a limited lifespan, but because of social media in the modern world, they outgrew their purpose and were dissolved. They basically are telling people, do your own thing or keep to yourself. We, they, they almost thought that, well, that's what they say, that these grottos encourage people to have to do something they may or may not have been comfortable doing, um, and it might have pushed them in that direction. Back to something that Johnny started bringing up, and that was the nine satanic sins. We talked about stupidity. There's some other good ones on here that I wanted to jump into real quick. So it goes stupidity, pretentiousness, solipsism. Solipsism is projecting your reactions, responses, and sensibilities onto someone who is probably far less attuned than you are. There's self-deceit, herd conformity, lack of perspective, forgetfulness of past orthodoxies, counterproductive pride, and lack of aesthetics. Now, I always like lack of aesthetics because yeah. that's basically like, don't, don't fucking, don't be a sloppy <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is the physical application of the balance factor. Aesthetics is important in lesser magic and should be cultivated. It is obvious that no one can collect any money off classical standards of beauty and form most of the time, so they are discouraged in a consumer society. But an eye for beauty, for balance, is an essential satanic tool and must be applied for greatest magical effectiveness. It's not what's supposed to be pleasing, it's what is. Aesthetics is a personal thing, reflective of one's own nature, but there are universally pleasing and harmonious configurations that should not be denied. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, get the, I give it a yeah, okay, and I'm looking for the next thing to fucking read about. Sorry, uh, and again, I am trying to keep a healthy balance here. Obviously, I'm a member of the temple, but I, there's just certain things about this as I've grown through the years and evolved that just make me giggle. Um, there's that fucking word again. 
As um, a member of the Satanic Temple, I maintain the right to offend members of the Church yeah. of Satan, and <laughs> if they don't like it, <laughs> we know what they can do. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the nine Satanic statements going right down the list. Number one, Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Two, Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Three, Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Number four, Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Five, Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. He loved using psychic vampires. So oh, that yeah. comes up all the time. Oh, yeah. Number six, Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours, who because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development has become the most vicious animal of all seven Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. Rock on. <laughs> that was the one I was trying to think of earlier when I was talking about, you know, oh, what drove me to. Right. Yep. And that, that right there again, and it's just, you know, there's no such thing as sin. Right. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all of these years. Great quote. So now we're going to talk about the 11 satanic rules. Do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. When in another's lair, show him respect or else do not go there. If a guest in your lair annoys you, Treat him cruelly and without mercy. Get Damn. the fuck out exactly. or I'm going to hit you with my baseball bat named Lucille. Exactly. Do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. What's your mating signal, Joseph? What's your go-to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, like I'm, tr- I'm having trouble. Put him on the spot. Like, I'm having trouble. I- I'm, I'm trying to be as, as open you know, I hear these things like my gut reaction now is like, I don't understand how anyone who is already like, like I found this as a kid. I, it was in the nineties. I was a, a teenager. So did I, you know, and, and I found this and, and it, it spoke to me in whatever way that it would speak to an angry outsider teenager. But as I hear it all now, I can't imagine the fully formed adult who hears this for the first time and thinks, oh yeah. I'm in. This is for me. Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with it myself. Here's a good one. Do not take that which does not belong to you, unless it is a burden <laughs> to the other person, and he cries out to be relieved. I'm sorry you have a million dollars. You'll never be able to spend it. I'll take your burden off your shoulders and relieve you. Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Do not harm little children. Do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, finish him. I said destroy him, but I immediately yeah. went to uh, to go to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Remember the babalities? <laughs> yeah. Shit, man. They were, they were fucking hard to put in. I try playing that now. My 
God, my hands are horrible. How did I move? I watched my son play Fortnite. You should <laughs> see his fingers move around. It's like the like Barry Allen, the Flash. We can't even yeah. see a finger. Yep. It's just a blur. So just a quick, I'm going to start flying through shit. There's a hierarchy in regards to the Church of Satan. And this isn't in the Council of Nine or anything. This is just, so you can become a registered member for 250 bucks. Then you can be an active member. It's active member Satanist, and that's first degree. Then you become a witch or a warlock, which is a second degree. Priestess and priest, third degree. Magistra and magister, fourth degree. And maga and magus in the fifth degree. There's also titles such as administrator, agent, and we talked about grotto masters, but they don't exist anymore. So, Do these levels have additional cost? Um, it does not say. It yeah. doesn't say, but if I were a betting man, yeah. and I'm not because I'm broke, yeah, I'd say they, they do. Yeah. Donations. That shit probably time, for- time is money. But basically, uh, there's some key players when you're researching the Church of Satan. Um, that's uh, a couple names that you're going to want to pay attention to, and we're going to get a kind of a synopsis of who they are. Blanche Barton. She was the magistra. So Magistra Barton graduated Phi Beta Kappa from Redlands College. Um, she met Anton LaVey the day after Diane Hegarty, the previous high priestess, left the Black House. Um, when she became LaVey's companion, lover and mother of his only son, uh, she succeeded Hagerty as the high priestess of the Church of Satan. Um, so her biography, she wrote a biography of Anton LaVey. It's called The Secret Life of a Satanist, the authorized biography of Anton LaVey. That was published in 1990. Um, and additionally, she also wrote a book, The Church of Satan, A History of the World's Most Notorious Religion. Um, and that's been released as well. You're also going to hear about Peter Gilmore or Peter H. Gilmore. Um, Magus Gilmore has represented the Church of Satan since the Satanic Panic of the 1980s, being interviewed on numerous television and radio channels dealing with the topic of Satanism, including appearances on the History Channel, BBC, Sci-Fi, Point of Inquiry, and Bob Larson's Christian Radio Show. Ooh, Bob Larson's Christian Radio Show. Um, His audio, video, and print interviews are numerous and continue to grow, making him the most interviewed Satanist in history. So Peter H. Gilmore is the most interviewed Satanist in history. We should try to uh, beat that record. Yeah. Who's up for it? It was Joseph. He's starting to do a lot of interviews, right? With just Satanic yeah, Delco and everything. There we go. Yeah, we can, that, that's, that could be a goal or a BHAG. What are they called? A B, big, hairy, audacious goal or some oh shit like that. Goal. Yeah, yeah, I learned about that in fucking... Oh, I don't even know where I learned that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Peter Gilmore, um, we talked about him. His He had a solo, solo album, Threnody for Humanity, um, it presents orchestral styled electronic music and is composed by him. Uh, he also has a book, The Satanic Scriptures, which was published in 2007 and is currently available in a number of translations. Uh, last one we're going to talk about is Peggy Nadramia. Next one we're going to talk about is Peggy Nadramia. Uh, she was born in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan. Uh, Magistra Peggy Nadramia is known as the editor of the award-winning horror publication Gru Magazine, and she is currently the high priestess of the Church of Satan, as well as the wife of Magus Peter H. Gilmore. Uh, He's the high priest of the entire organization. They have been married since 1981, both visited and studied with Anton LaVey, working with he and Magistra Barton to administer the organization while also serving on his Council of Nine. So... We just covered a lot of stuff. Yep. My jaw hurts a little bit. AC hasn't been on in like 35 minutes, so I'm sweating. 
I think that's what we're going to cover as far as the Church of Satan goes. We are going to dive in once we start talking about the temple, and we're going to outline some of those differences. Whatever we didn't cover, I'm sure, is going to come up in conversation. We are going to be talking about a lot of variations of Satanism in regards to um, atheistic and theistic Satanism. So whatever we didn't cover, don't hesitate. Or you can jump right on the Church of Satan's website or the temple's website. Educate yourself. Utilize your resources. There's a lot of shit out there. I'm still learning every day. I know Johnny's diving in. We all are. And again, I'm 37, and my goal is to never stop learning, especially with this shit. Right. I am, you know, I am in the learning phase as well. You know, I've only been a member for a few months now. All right. It might be about time to talk about Twin Temple. Uh Uh-oh. Is heavy metal really the devil's music? You know what you are? You're the Antichrist. What? Yeah, that's what you are! You are the motherfucking Antichrist! Hail Satan! Hail Satan, indeed. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to talk about a band that I didn't know about up until a few months ago. Uh, That band is called Twin Temple. When you think about a satanic band, you really don't think about something like what you're hearing right now. You think black metal. You think long black hair with spikes and, you know, upside down crosses engraved in foreheads. But this is quite the opposite of, uh, of that. Um, they, a little bit about them, uh, they're from Los Angeles, California. Uh, they were, they are signed to Rise Above Records. Uh, the personnel of the band are actually husband and wife. No uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, the singer right now, uh, her name is Alexandra James. And uh, her husband, Zachary James, is the guitar player. And he's also the arranger of all the songs. Uh, the album that you're hearing, this is called, this is called, um, this is from my love and this is from the album well it's actually a self-titled album uh, twin temple but in parentheses it's called brings you their satanic sound satanic doo-wop i love that not to interrupt satanic fucking doo-wop it yeah. sounds fantastic yeah. it's so, so fitting it's yes. a fun idea it was released on 7 13 18 uh like i said on rise above records uh contains 10 tracks um, track number one is the devil made me do or the devil didn't make me do it. Yeah, the um, devil didn't make I'm her sorry. do it. Uh, as far as music goes, devil makes me do it all the time. Yes, it's very it's very early Motown soul. That's uh, catchy guitar licks, uh, perfectly combined Satanism with fifties rock and roll. I think um, this song, like I said before, this is called Lucifer, my love. And it's a wonderful song, great song. Great this is gonna be my song. wedding song. Yeah, super clean. If I ever get married. It's super clean. Fuck marriage. (laughs) Super clear, clean vocals. Great lyrics. Uh, Then there's sex magic. Ooh, 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 sex magic. Yes. With the good sounding drums. Yes, there we go. This is my shit right here. Good piano. Killer backing vocals. Lyrics aren't too shabby either. I can see almost the poodle skirts and uh, <laughs> just, I can, you know, what was that movie? Um, Grease? No, not Grease. Uh, uh, they went back and it was black and white. 
uh, and then it eventually, like, it was some remote control or some shit. I have no idea. No, I'm sorry. I'm just high. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next song is uh, I Know How to Hex You. Uh, it reminds me of, um, it's, it kind of sounds like, you know, I'll put a spell on you. Uh, it's very, it's, 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 to me, it sounds very jazz-influenced. Very jazz-influenced song, and I think it's awesome. Uh, the next track is called I'm Wicked. I'm Wicked. Again, another one of my favorites. Yes, very throaty vocals. Uh, got a little bit of sax in it with spooky lyrics. Uh, kind of reminds me... Uh, kind of reminds me of a David Lynch movie. I that's can see way, that. Yeah, that's the way I take... You know, that's that's what I take from the song. I think it's a very cool song. I think it's got cool organ in it as well. Uh, I'm not sure if... I'm not sure if I'm... Uh, Announcing this right, it's in LVX. Is that is that right? I think that's right. Yes. Is that if it's not, we sincerely apologize. Yes. Um, it's it's pretty much an old west guitar. Uh, the licks and the drums. It's an instrumental song. This one is actually yes. Uh, it's a cool change up, I think, uh, to the rest of the of the album. Uh, the organ. Um, I think it's a magical formula. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a great song. Um, and the next song is Santa Murete, which is another fantastic song. Um, then the next song, which really, which really got to me, is called Let's Hang Together. Oh, yeah. That uh, one was rather powerful. Yeah, that song is pretty brutal. Um, and by brutal, you know, I mean, it's about taking someone's life, or you're taking your life, you know, because... Your significant other has passed. Um, they're taking the vow till death do us part. Um, they're actually taking it literally. You know, you know, listen to that song for yourself. You know, I think the I think it's pretty stellar and beautiful. Uh, the next song is Femi Fatale. Uh, to me, that's a that's a like a steampunkish song. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe to it. It kind of reminds me of a song you'd you'd hear at a carnival or a sideshow. Um, and then there's In Nox, N-O-X. Uh, I think that's a killer opening, you know, with, with the uh, with the bass and the cymbals and the horns and the Is organs. Is that the long one? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's playing, you know. I think it has incredible energy. That's uh, another jazz-influenced song. You know, it, it, it's a super way, you know, I think it's a super way to end, to end the album. Um, um, I agree. As far as the album in, in entirety, uh, I think it's a great and fresh take on modern satanism you know through rock you know like i said it's not it's not death metal it's not black metal you can hear it for yourself it's a breath of fresh air you can hear the lyrics the you know alexandria james has a beautiful voice the uh, her husband zachary james the arranger i mean the music in itself is is amazing I just think it's a superb album, and um, I think it's I think it's uh, it's going to stand up to the test of time. I mean, I really think that you guys should give this a, les- a listen. You know, I think it's a great message on individuality, uh, love, uh, respect, and even equality. It was. It sounds ten times better on vinyl, even I think, like because you almost have that small little pop that matches its time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's actually it's, you're putting on a, a vinyl record, and it gives it that that yeah. you know. Yeah, I do love, you know, I love vinyl. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it helps. It's Me too. Special. Yeah. Yeah, this record is, I, I really like this. I really like their, 
I like the sort of concept of the band and their execution. I like that they've leaned into their status as members of Satanic Temple and and putting that into their music the way they've done. In practice, this isn't an album that's ever going to get a ton of plays for yeah, me. Yeah, unfortunately, right. let's be honest, but it's got my my view. Yeah, I I like it. I think it's really good. I think what they're doing, they do really well. It's just not something that's going to be in any kind of regular rotation for me. Right. And that's not because of their execution. It's just the style of music. You I know, mean, I can't be wrong. I do have to be in the right mood absolutely. to want to hit play. Yeah, it's kind of a very there. specific vibe. Do yep. you feel that it'll, if they keep putting out albums, you think it'll eventually be uh, just another, you know, uh, do wop again? They, w- they will have to evolve. Yeah, you think it's going to get old after a while? Yeah, they will have to evolve. Yeah, they'll have to spread out a little bit for sure. I, I think so. Anyway, but but I mean, that's just my taste. I mean, people that are more into this style, I'm sure it would be be able to yeah. be a bigger part of their regular rotation. I, mean, I love fifties do up. Well, imagine walking into a school dance and seeing Twin Temple on stage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the coolest fucking school dance yeah, ever. I have so much yeah. false confidence and ask everybody to dance with me and yeah. get declined one now, after and another and just keep trying. In reality, if this band existed and they had. If they sounded just like they sound, but they had no connection to Satanism and the lyrics weren't about Satanism or anything like that, would I care? And I wonder. I wonder. It's similar. It's not exactly on point, but it's similar in style to maybe Amy Winehouse. And I really liked Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I, have, I can get I, down with that. Yeah, That's a good comparison. It's a have, good point. Yeah, I have two of her records and I enjoy her a lot. Again, it's not like going to get the most spins from me. But I do enjoy it quite a bit. Um, but the appeal of Twin Temple for me, primarily, at least as a way in, was the satanic angle. And I love that, you know, they have, you know, that it is a juxtaposition. It's their their content and their aesthetic and all the Satanism mixed with this musical style that is not what you would expect from a satanic band. And they're clearly a satanic band. Right. Uh, so I really like that. But just as far I just as hope actually, they don't evolve from that. I hope they don't evolve from being a satanic band oh, sure. and change too much because that piece of it and the lyrical content. Just, oh, the lyrics are fantastic. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's very well woven together. It's it's artful. So I mean, I, two thumbs up for me. It just like exactly. like I said before, it's got to be it's mood dependent. Hail Twin Temple. Yeah, Hail yep. Twin Temple. Hail Satan. Well done. They're Definitely good. They're good at them. what they do for sure. They are. Well, thanks, Johnny. That was fucking awesome. Thank um, you. First music review in the bag, and I think you did a great job, track by track, mm-hmm. album perspective. I mean, like I said, this was this was my first, you know, of hearing of them. So we're gonna weave these uh, music reviews in whenever we have the opportunity. Is there anything that might be on your radar in regards to um, what you want to go over and listen to next time? Uh, I'm going to be listening to Zealand Ardor. Oh, Zealand Ardor. Yes. That's some wild shit. Right? Talking about hitting you in, in the fucking feels. Like, Actually, one of Lucian's, you know, recommendations. Mm. Oh, yeah? And Twin Temple's on that list, too. But yes. Zealand Ardor, Devil is Fine. Devil is Fine, yep. Devil is Fine. Well, again, thanks, Johnny. That was awesome. No uh, thanks for bringing that to the table. Yes. Well, definitely Zealand Ardor next time. It gets me excited. All right, I think it is time to start telling our listeners how they can get in touch with us and where to find us on various social media outlets. Uh, SatanicStudyHall at gmail.com is how you can reach us. You can also find us at Satanic Study Hall on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But most importantly, 
at least to the people that are spending their hard-earned dollars, is our Patreon. You can find us at Satanic Study Hall as well. And since the last time we recorded, we've had some new people jump on the Patreon train, and we cannot thank you enough. So we are currently up to six amazing people who have uh, jumped on, two of which what I like to call their blind faith patrons. Yes. Gave us their money before they even heard our content. They haven't they haven't canceled yet, so I guess we're doing something right. Yes, that's the goal. Um, so I do want to shout out Tim, Allie, Katz, Nick, and Charmaine. They're all at our $6.66 level. Uh, they are going to be getting a nice little mixture of Satanic Study Hall stickers, Satanic Study Hall pencils, erasers, composition books. I'm giving all the initial Patreons a t-shirt. Once we get them printed... Uh, they're going to get the Satanic Study Hall logo on a T-shirt, and that logo was created by Christina Verdi. Once again, shout out for that. That looks awesome. Yes, it does. But again, thank you to all of our patrons. We we cannot thank you enough. Uh, please, everybody else, if you haven't checked us out on social media, uh, look us up, uh, follow our feeds, keep up to date on what's going on and what we're up to. So we're going to slide right into talking about the Satanic Temple. Last week, we went into pretty good detail about the basics of the Satanic Temple, it's seven tenets, it's mission statement, and we went over a lot of the frequently asked questions uh, to dispel any you know myths or uh, disbeliefs that might have been out there. Now, the Satanic Temple was formed in 2013. Co-founder Malcolm Jerry stated that the idea of starting a Satanic faith-based organization was first conceived as one that met all of the Bush administration's criteria for receiving funds, but was repugnant to them. The idea was inspired by then-President George W. Bush's formation of the White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. He thought something should be done to counter it. So the Satanic Temple was founded. On April 25th, 2019, the temple announced it had been granted tax-exempt status after being formally recognized as a church by the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, Joseph did spend some time talking about the Satanic Temple mission, but I think it's worth saying it again. I think I'll, I'll say the mission, then we'll go over to Johnny just to remind our listeners of uh, the Satanic Temple's seven tenets. So the mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. The Satanic Temple has publicly confronted hate groups, fought for the abolition of corporal punishment in public schools, applied for equal representation where religious installations are placed on public property, provided religious exemption and legal protection against laws that unscientifically restrict women's reproductive autonomy, exposed harmful pseudoscientific practitioners in mental health care, organized clubs alongside other religious school clubs and schools besieged by proselytizing organizations and engaged in other advocacy in accordance with our tenets. Yes, the Satanic Temple, uh, they have seven fundamental tenets of tenant number one, uh, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Tenant number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Tenant number three, one's body is invaluable, subject to one's own will alone. Tenant number four, the freedoms of others should be respected including the freedom to offend, to willingly and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Tenant number five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care 
never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. And tenant number six, and this is the one that is most important to me, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may that it may have caused. And that one is very important to me. Tenant number seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Uh, these tenets have been considered by secular humanists to be morally superior to the Ten Commandments of the Hebrew Bible. Yes, I, like I said, tenant number six is the one that's most important to me because I know that, you know, obviously I'm not perfect and I know that I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I have gone forth to try and, and rectify them, you know, and try to resolve any harm that I may have caused to somebody. You know, we can compare these to the, um, you know, the stuff that we were talking about earlier with the Church right. of Satan. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really, you know, sticks out to me is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures with accordance to reason. Right. I don't see destroy them in yeah. here. Yeah. Now, There's I, a, a I, stark I, contrast between that and the vengeance that Church of Satan sort of, you know, yeah, it, focused on. It also says that other that others should be respected too. The freedoms of others should be respected for sure. You know, including the freedom to offend. With that, now, you know, Lucian has put forth and talked about those tenets in various forms and applied them to all sorts of social justice and political issues and movements that are currently going on in today's world. Um, so just to let some of our listeners know, and again, feel free, look some of this up if you're not familiar with them, but I want to make sure that people understand some of the, the really awesome efforts that are going on with as far as the campaigns go. We've got Gray Faction, um, which is one of the Satanic Temple's process, um projects around exposing malpractice and pseudoscience associated with satanic ritual abuse, uh, the adopt a highway program, the pink masses that the temple has performed that <laughs> we also partake in black masses. Uh, there is the Baphomet, uh, that currently resides in Salem that has raised all sorts of eyebrows and calls a big store across the country. There's pro there's the protect children project, all of the protests involved at planned parenthoods, uh, Muslim refugee activism, Pentagram rituals, after school Satan. There's a, a Los Angeles satanic mass that caught um, a lot of attention back in 2017. And then, you know, the holiday displays. So different things where they would try to erect various displays adjacent to Christian nativity scenes, which were located on public grounds. Um, that happened at the Florida State Capitol. As we touched before, uh, the satanic temple is tax exempt. They are a recognized religion. Tons of stuff. Again, we talked about Hail Satan and how much you can learn simply by watching that video. We also talked about the differences in membership. You pay $250 to become a member of the Church of Satan. I can become a member of the temple for free. And then I can pay only $25 and get a, you know, I get to pick my membership yeah. card and certificate. Pretty bitching certificates, and, too. And that is not, that is not mandated. You don't need to get yourself an ID card and a certificate. All you got to do is vibe with the tenants and, you know, I mean, personally commit yourself and, the, you know, the rest is up to you. There's chapters in Ottawa, Canada, uh, all throughout uh, Detroit, Michigan, um, Portland, Los Angeles, uh, the one in the UK, it looks like it says it's seceded from the temple over internal disputes with national leadership, but that's growing pains. It's, you know, there has to be some type of hierarchy and leadership from an accountability and just controlling your message standpoint. 
Always going to have growing pains. So some of the major differences with Levain Satanism, and I'm going off of an essay primarily that Lucian wrote. Lucian Greaves had described the temple as being a progressive and updated version of Levain Satanism. The temple sees itself as separate and distinct from Levain Satanists and feels that its principles and tenets represent a natural evolution in satanic thought. Lucian Greaves, as the founder of the Satanic Temple, has said that the elements of social Darwinism and Nietzscheanism within Levain Satanism are incongruent with game theory, reciprocal altruism, and cognitive science. The Satanic Temple has received some criticism for their actions over time, most notably from religious organization and figures. Uh, many critics state that they believe that the temple is not a serious organization and instead is just basically a trolling group and meant to be a prank or a form of satire. Greaves and Blackmore have dismissed all these claims, especially in an interview with Vice, that the temple could be both satanic and satrical. Blackmore has also stated that people believe that they are only trying to cause trouble for no reason, just to be shocking. That's not true whatsoever. Um, yes, we're getting your attention to some of the things we wear and some of the things that we say, but the things that we're fighting for, we're doing more we're than... Wrong. Yeah, 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 it's, I mean, yeah the it's two, a lot more than that. The two aren't mutually exclusive. They're, the Satanic Temple most certainly likes to do some trolling for sure you know lucian is full on board with all of that um even if you just watch hail satan you know there's lucian in his big pink glasses jumping in the shot you know <laughs> taking getting his picture taken by the news cameras and everything and that's hilarious um but it doesn't reduce any of the work being done for any of the no know, not at all causes and, and things that they're focused on now, Lucian's also criticized the Church of Satan for its lack of political lobbying and what he sees as their exclusivity. Now, the political lobbying alone, what does the Church of Satan stand for? What are they doing? What are they pushing for? What are they lobbying against? As far as I can tell, they're not doing much. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, and I just went over, and again, I just went over a plethora of things and projects that are active, that are current within the last few years of things that the Satanic Temple is fighting for, a stance that has been taken, uh, a line drawn in the sand in regards to the action that needs to happen. When it comes down to it, um, in this article, both Greaves and Blackmores talked about how they've received death threats in response to their activities and their relation with the Satanic Temple. It didn't stop them. And I'm glad, because it's I can only imagine some of the things that they had to go through in regards to getting this 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 you know this temple off the ground. When it comes to some more differences, you've got the Church of Satan. They dedicate a good deal of time disparaging commentary against the Satanic Temple's activities on the assertion that true Satanism is apolitical. Now the political lobbying and Greaves also sees the Church of Satan and refers to them as autocratic and hierarchical as stating that they fetishize authoritarianism. Church of Satan fired back and says statements, uh, has made statements claiming that the Satanic Temple are only masquerading as Satanists and do not represent Satanism. And if you haven't been able to tell already, just in some of the, the things that we've said from a factual standpoint, there are a lot of differences. Oh, yeah. uh, groundwork was laid by Levay and the Church of Satan, but... Nonetheless, the, the modern view, the more progressive, more liberal, more just more feel good, like do the right thing. Yeah, the, o the overall personality of the two organizations are wildly different. And, and there's, again, the, there's, there's tons of stuff that Lucian's written about um, social Darwinism and referencing the Church of Satan and how that just doesn't work. And I mean, there's all sorts, dude's done his research. Uh, oh, yeah. And I commend all the work that he's done because uh, there's not many things that, Lucian can be tripped up on in regards to questions that he's asked and in pointing out these differences. Um, but just going through, you know, social policy again, just like we said, is almost non-existent from a hierarchical standpoint. I think that um, just by looking at the just by looking at the differences, 
Between uh, between the two, I mean, it looks like the looks like the Satanic Temple was actually trying to show people that being a Satanist isn't exactly, you know, black masses and you know that we can actually care about people and we can actually get out there and sh- and make a difference. Not to mention, even when I was progressing as a Satanist, I was always struggling just to find my identity. Not even my personal identity, but find someone who's maybe going through the same thing. And it was harder being on, you know, this side of the fence in regards to religion. And, you know, I was just a, it gives you a little bit more, it gives you more, it gives it more substance, gives you something to strive toward. And that's doing good, helping each other. That's, that's what really appealed to me, that you can be a Satanist and dark and dreary and blasphemous and fucking rock and roll and then go volunteer to soup kitchen and put smiles on faces and kiss babies so i said kiss babies not sacrifice them (laughs) well i mean that's one of the things that i struggled with the most was um i I don't want to use the word i don't use the word um coming coming out Mm. that was one of the things that i struggled with the most because i think i've touched on it before about that about how i have friends that are hardcore christians yeah. And I've been friends with them for over 20 years. And it's really, really hard for me to tell them what my beliefs are because I'm afraid I'm going to lose their, their friendship. And you, you still have not. No. Yeah. You know, I'm putting it out there now, but, you know, I still haven't told them personally. Right. And I feel like a piece of shit for doing it. Feels like I'm trying to hide something from them, you know, right. that I'm lying to them. Well, you know, the, the, where the focus maybe should be there is, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to even consider a bad feeling or some sort of negative idea about yourself for having that feeling about, you know, I want to think about, think about the situation, you know, frame it this way. You've got friends and, and everybody has their own personal views, friends agree, disagree. No, nobody's, you know, mirror images of one another. You just want to express sort of who you are to your friends, not to mention these friends happen to be what I bet they think are good Christians. You know, we, you know, as Satanists, we can have our ideas about what it really means to be a Christian in our view, but to your average, let's, let's assume a good person out there who happens to be a Christian and considers themselves to be a good Christian and a good person, you'd want to think that a person like that would welcome learning about their friend who is their friend who we should assume they think you're a good person right or else they wouldn't be your friend sure you know you don't want to be friends with a piece of shit who's not a good person you know Uh, let let's assume they assume you're a good person they already know you they've known you for god knows how many how many years it's it's a shame that there has to be this element of i'm scared to tell them how i feel for fear of how they might react and it's just an unfortunate situation. And like we're a pretty welcoming bunch. Sure. If somebody were to tell us some view that we don't necessarily align with exactly, I don't know. I mean, most people I know have some kind of views about something that I don't exactly agree with. Some of them I flat out disagree with, but that doesn't define our relationship or our ability. You know, amongst the three of us here, I'm sure we fucking disagree yeah. on a ton of shit. Sure. I'm sure we do. And that's just humans. Like, there's too many possibilities out there. It's infinite, you know, to find somebody that is exactly on board and in line with everything about you is not only impossible, but it sounds 
incredibly fucking dull. Like, how boring would that be? Right. Like, why bother having a friend? I'll just fucking right. talk to myself. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, so my hope for you, Johnny, is that you're able to, at some point, have that conversation. And I sure hope that these people in your life are open and accepting of you the way that good friends should be. Do they assume that you are Christian? No. They assume what? That I don't, that I'm just atheist. Okay. It, that drives me bonkers. Yeah, like, it's, it's the, okay it's whole, to be atheist? Like it, when it, it, might be, it might be one thing. If they were under this guise that you're a Christian and you're on board, they assume you're praying and going to church or something. That would be a shock, maybe. Oh, my, what? You're on the other team? That's crazy. They already they think you're an atheist, but in reality, you're an atheist. Right. Like, it's the idea, the thing that is scary that would drive a wedge is if you were... Uh, like a theistic yeah. Satanist, right. where you actually are on Team Satan, you know, like let's go evil, yeah. which obviously we know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for you to, it's just so crazy. I, in my mind, I can't get around it. You know, my hope would just be that they're reasonable enough people that they'd be like, you know, let them let them read the seven tenets right. and and feel like. You know, how can a person so strongly disagree with the message of those seven tenets? I know the one that is probably the hardest for Christians is the one that talks about scientific facts mm-hmm. right? and not letting our beliefs get in ahead of And, you know, one's science. body is invaluable, outside and, of my body is my temple. Yeah, yeah, you know, that one is rough because we know that if you are a Christian, you have to have some element of faith that doesn't involve science. And okay, that's a tough one. But beyond that, everything else is about how you carry yourself as a person. And I defy any Christian to tell me how any of those tenets, uh, how uh, how a belief in those tenets and a lifestyle that abides by them is somehow negative. I just, I don't understand yeah. it. Man, I just need, I need the, um, I just need to, you know, cowboy up. Yeah. that's That's what I need to do. I just need to face it. No, and what your beliefs, I mean, while they may define you to an extent, they, they didn't define you, they didn't define the person that they liked, that, that they, they liked, chose yeah. to want to be I around. Would, exactly. I, I don't know these people who Johnny's talking about in his life. I would love, now this is an outrageous thing, and I don't expect it to really happen, but I'd be open to it happening. I would love to fucking witness and moderate that conversation and be a fucking middleman that says something like, guys, this is your friend Johnny, right? You love him. He's a nice guy, right? Yes, we know he's a nice guy. Of course he's a fucking nice guy. He's a great guy. He believes in a lot of really nice things. And we're going to talk about what those nice things are right now. We're going to go one by one, and you stop me when you disagree with anything we're saying. I would I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. That'd be a good approach to take with most people. In yes, it would. That. So we're going to wrap up again um, with a little quote from Lucian in regards to just some final differences that he found in between the Church of Satan and himself, since that's what we're talking about. So with such glaring differences, why is it that we find former Church of Satan members joining the Satanic Temple and sometimes find current Church of Satan members openly applauding our actions? Clearly, many, if not most, people come to LeVay through Satan. Let me say that again. Now, clearly, many, if not most, People come to LeVay through Satan, rather than to Satan through LeVay. Satan provides a certain cultural raw material that rarely doesn't have an intuitive interpretation residing in the minds of anybody embedded in Western culture. To those who gravitate with an affinity toward the eternal rebel, 
Satan appears as the antithesis of today's evangelical theocrats, regardless of the fact that the Church of Satan, like the metaphorical frog that fails to escape the slowly boiled water, now apparently finds its politics perfectly, though unwittingly, aligned with the American theocratic right. As previously mentioned, a significant portion of LeVay's fandom do not necessarily view LeVay's commentary upon the laws of nature as a vision for how the world ought to be, but rather as clear-eyed confrontation with the world as it is, a sober, cold, hard look at the plain facts through which one can understand the brutal power dynamics at play around them, for better or for worse. Now to them, the overriding principle is skeptical inquiry and scientific scrutiny, seeing the world for what it is as to better understand their place in it. And we'll leave it on that. Very nice. So yes. uh, thank you for hanging out with us this week and, and hanging on. Um, I know there was a lot of talking, but it's good stuff. Uh, it's important as we progress in our journey through Satanism, and we're going to go way deeper into Satanism than just what's going on today. But as far as what's going on today, primarily the Church of Satan really paved modern-day Satanism, and the Satanic Temple um, picked up on it and put it, in my opinion, into the direction and focus that uh, you know it really should have been in the beginning. Yes. Um, all right, gentlemen, any uh, last words or shout-outs or anything you want to add before we say goodbye today? Hail Satan. Yes, hail Satan. And I think it's important to give a shout out to Francesca and Dennis as well. Yes, I Francesca. hope you guys come back soon. Miss you guys. Yes, all right. Again, thank you for being here. We shall see you next time. This is Satanic Study Hall. Hail Satan. Peace. Peace.